Hi, and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Neerly, and you are listening to episode 119 of the show. It is the sports roundup, where we look back over the course of the last couple of days at the sport around the county. For full schedule today, we will be talking about events which unfolded in the Aviva Stadium yesterday afternoon for Mohol's Dervla Burn, who unfortunately finished up on the wrong side of a 3-2 result in the FAI Women's Senior Cup Final. A disappointing day for her, her third defeat in the FAI Senior Final in the last four years. Her day will most definitely come though. We'll also be talking about Gaelic Games as both Leitrim sides were beaten in the Connacht Club Championships this weekend. Manor Hamilton were beaten in the Senior Championship by Ballon Tubber of Mayo and we'll be talking to Niall Brady after his side's exit from the Championship while Sean Chandler of Leitrim Gales will be telling us all about their game and their defeat to Tulsk in the Connacht Intermediate Football Championship. Two fantastic performances by both sides but unfortunately just not enough. I visited the Castle Carra Road where Carrick Rugby took to the field very early on a Sunday morning to play Toome in rugby in the Junior 1C grade. We'll talk all about that game with Toome yesterday morning with Sean McKeown, their manager, and Keith Crossan, the club captain. We'll also be talking karate, where the Green Dragon Karate Club visited the World Championships with nine competitors in all grades, from age of 10 to mid-40s. And they came home with 40 medals across all the different disciplines. We'll be talking to Luke and Jennifer McNamee about their goings on in Italy. We are going to start, though, with Gaelic Games and the Connacht Club Football Championships. Glencar Manor Hamilton were the visitors to McHale Park on Sunday and they faced the strong challenge of Mayo champions Ballon Tubber. The final score was unfortunately Glencar Manor 9 points, Ballon Tubber 111 and a goal immediately after half time which stretched that one point advantage that the Mayo champions took into the break coupled with a red card after 38 minutes proved to be just too much for the Leitrim champions. I spoke to Glencar Manor player Niall Brady about the game. Yesterday afternoon in McHale Park saw the end of the season for Glencar Manor as they went down to Ballantubber of Mayo on a scoreline of 111 to 9 points. Joining me to talk about the game is Niall Brady. Niall, welcome to the show. Hi, Bethany. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. It must be tough to come on and have a chat with me today after the way the game played out yesterday talk us through the game it was a pretty bright first half and then it all seemed to go downhill straight after the start of the of the second half of the game i suppose we went there with a game plan to try and ease ourselves into the game stay with them in the first you know 10 or 15 minutes and once we got it back to 3-3 i felt we did that and we competed well in the first half and then in the second half i suppose we just, a uh, few decisions didn't go our way. But overall, I was actually quite happy with the ref. But um, we're just unfortunate. Maybe get a red card and a, a goal straight after half time was a bit of a killer blow. But thankfully, we, we kept going and we, we kept playing for the win, I suppose, rather than trying to contain them, which was something we were proud of. That kind of seven or eight minute spell at the start of the second half just seemed to be the undoing. Talk us through the goal yeah. and how that takes kind of the wind to your sails. Everything you've talked about at half time kind of goes out the window at that point. Yeah, I suppose, like, you know, you talk about it at the start before the game and you're talking about not conceding a goal in the first 10 minutes and maybe you're talking about in, at half time about how you're going to 
make an impact in that third quarter. And when the other team does it, it's it's a killer blow, all right. It kind of goes against all your plans, and you have to um, reshuffle and try and you know get yourselves back into the game. And it was it was tough, but um, I thought we did reasonably well at getting back into the game as well as we could. Like, um, they didn't get too far ahead of us until near the end. Yeah, and I suppose no more than Leitrim Gales in their intermediate game, uh, red card proved to be probably the difference between the sides on the day. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I um I actually really fancied Leitrim Gales myself. Um, I was disappointed to see they got caught, caught late on there. What does this mean for the club in terms of when you look back at this season? Will you still be more than happy with how how it turned out, or will there be a bit of disappointment about the game yesterday? Uh, I I'd have to say overall, I think we'd be we'd be very happy. Um, we were a long trying, a long time trying to get back to winning a senior championship, and we had, we had so many um, heartbreaks in that. It was a, it was a really, it was a really big occasion there a few weeks ago, and um, the town is still buzzing to be honest. And it was great to see our junior A's win, and also our junior B's compete very well. It was a brilliant year overall for the club. I suppose every adult team in the club, including your ladies, getting to the mm-hmm. county final. It's been a phenomenal fiftieth birthday for Glencar Manor, one you won't forget in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, been the road better. Like, um, it's it's been an amazing year, and as you said, you know the ladies, the hurlers, everyone's been really pushing on this year, and it's great to see. Of course, couldn't forget the hurlers. In terms of the overall season, though, what's been the difference in manner this year? Why has everybody come to the table in terms of uh, the ladies, the hurlers, the footballers? Everyone just seems to want to have been involved in manner this year. What exactly yeah. is it that's brought that feel good factor back? Um, I'm not sure. I suppose we've probably been, you know, like in 2017, I think it was, we were in nearly all the same finals as this year, except I think we lost every one of them. Maybe the Earlers might have won that year, whereas I suppose maybe we just got our little bit of luck once or twice this year. Um, but uh, I think it's been a consistent thing, really, that the ladies and the Earlers and, you know, we often had junior teams getting the finals. And I suppose just we got one or two teams across the line this year, which was brilliant. So basically, Manor are just always great. That's what you're saying. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Well, listen, Niall, I'm not going to hold you up because I know it's a it's a tough station today after uh, the end of the championship season. It's been a phenomenal year for Glencar Manor, and congratulations to yourself, to Shane, to Connor, who've been on with us all year, and the many others from within the club. Um, it's been great. Thank you so much for all your support during the year, and hard luck yesterday. Thanks very much, Bethany. Really appreciate it. Intermediate champions Leitrim Gales were also in action. On Saturday, they faced the trip to Dr Hyde Park in Roscommon to play the Roscommon champions Tulsk. It was a tight, cagey affair, a black card for Leitrim player Aidan Flynn in the first half and a booking for two yellow cards for James Flynn in the second proved to be the undoing of the Leitrim champions. A late rally from Tulsk left all too much to do for the men in green and purple. And despite an injury time goal from the Leitrim champions, they finished short by a single point. I caught up with Sean Chandler of Leitrim Gales after their disappointment. On Saturday afternoon in Hyde Park, Leitrim Gales took to the field against Tulsk in the quarterfinal of the Connacht Intermediate Club Football Championship. I'm joined by Sean Chandler of Leitrim Gales. Sean, welcome to the show. Hi, Brethren. Thanks very much for having me. You're more than welcome. It was uh, an interesting day full of events and incidents. 
talk us through the game, a really bright start for you. So obviously we were playing Tulsk and uh, we started the game really well. I think we kicked the first, I think it was the first three points unanswered. I'm not fully sure on that, but uh, got off to a great start. Um, Colin Morton kicked one or two big points. David Broom got one. And um, yeah, then Tulsk sort of got a few minutes there where they, they kicked their first point and then they got a goal. But, um, you know, we we did quite well throughout the game, obviously. We lost Aiden to a black card, just you know, not not too far before half time, and um, you know, I thought I thought we actually dealt quite well with it. You know, we didn't we didn't really seem to struggle too too much without him. Um, you know, for for a while, obviously towards the end, now he would have been a huge player for us. But uh, then in the second half, I think Tulsk maybe just a little bit more experienced. They got a they got a good run on us and. Um, I think I saw a stat. They went seven points. They they outscored us seven points to one, maybe in the second half. Which, you know, which from our point of view, we need to. You know, it's it's not going to win you a game. And maybe that was just the difference then in the end. Yeah, that was the the, the run in that the last period of the game where they just kind of seemed to run away until that last minute goal from Colin Morton. Of course, yeah. uh, the black card you mentioned for Aiden Flynn. And also the red card for James Flynn, they seem yeah. to have a, a really big influence on the game. They would have done, obviously. Look at, obviously, Aiden's huge for us. You know, he, uh, he'd be one of our most experienced players. And, you know, you want Aiden on your pitch. He's he's the leader. He's our captain. And then James, yeah, he James is unlucky there in the, in the second half. I think there was around, I'm not sure, there might have been just under 10 minutes to go and James picked up a, a second yellow and then... At that stage, I think Tulsk had quite a good run on us at that time. Um, and maybe, you know, I'm not sure if we were going to come back and win that game at that stage. But but look at James going off again. Another huge player for us at fullback and uh, just made things a little bit harder for us. I suppose at the end of the game, just coming into injury time, four or five points down at one stage, you brought it yeah. back to that single point, that late rally from yourselves. Uh, Colin Morton with a goal to bring it back to 112 to 113 was there any chance of you maybe sneaking that game because it was not the game but there was many many chance of you actually getting back and getting that draw and maybe having another crack at it uh well column's goal now you know it came at the very end i think the next kick out i think it was blown up so you know the ref maybe could have given us another chance to try and get it but if if i remember correctly i'm pretty sure after column's goal the ref had blown it up that kick out so um, look at if we, you know, you never know if we'd won the kick out. You'd like to think we'd have gone on and scored, but as far as I can remember, I think that's how it played out. In terms of the actual game itself, it's a, a first Connacht club championship outing at an intermediate level for Leitrim Gills. Of course, you won't get another crack at it because you're a senior club now. What's the the learnings that you took from the game yourself over the weekend? Um, yeah, like it was it was great for us. We we've a very young team there, and obviously. Going up and playing on the Connacht stage, it's you know it's really it's great. You know you're competing against teams from from different counties, so you're sort of seeing what level you're at. Um, and we were excited to go up against the Roscommon champions, being Tulsk. Um, we knew we were going to give them a great game. We were confident that we could, it was a game we could go and win. And uh, look, we learned a lot of things. Obviously, from them, they never panicked. They were losing nearly the whole game up until maybe 15 minutes into the second half, and that's something that you know us ourselves would would like to learn from that. How they never panicked, and um, 
they just kept chipping away. They they kept chipping away point after point, and for ourselves, we maybe our that bit of youth was showed a little bit of inexperience. Maybe we could have been a bit cuter, a bit smarter, especially with that seven points to one in the second half. Um, you know, it's things like that that I think we're going to learn from that game. You know, maybe just someone making a call or just, um, yeah, just being able to turn that tide a little bit and get the game back under our control. But uh, overall, we're obviously disappointed with the results, but it was a great experience at the end of the day. In terms of that uh, game, Leitrim champions tend to kind of almost settle for just winning the county title. It's nice to see you actually really put it up to Roscommon side. Do you think that's something that Leitrim teams in the future, whoever might win that intermediate championship next year, and I suppose some of the favourites will be the likes of Drum Kieran or Anna Duff or maybe some yeah. of the teams coming down, Drum Hare. I know I've had a crack at this before. Do you think that's something that a Leitrim team could really target actually getting a good run in a Connacht or maybe even an All-Ireland series at this level? Um, I, I definitely think so, Refney. Now, you know, obviously at the start of the year, our aim was to was to be intermediate champions and whatever came after that would be a huge bonus. But I think after after all the work that you put in to win that intermediate championship, you know, you're you're already at a very high level and a good stage. And while you're there, you know, to put on another big push for a few weeks, like we were delighted to be playing football in November. And I think for any club that does get to that stage, if the intermediate champions in Leitrim definitely put that push on because you know, Leitrim football, I think itself is on the up, and we are closing the gap. We will be closing the gap with, you know, at the county level. So I think at club level, I don't think that that difference maybe is as far as people think. And you know, there was only a point between us and Tulsk. And I think for any team who wins it the next few years, that Connacht stage should be targeted because they may never get there again. Like I hope we never have to play in the intermediate Connacht again because I don't ever come down from senior. So for anyone that is going to win it in the next few years, I would definitely say to them that put on that big push to make your name in Connacht. In terms of your own winter, I suppose now, it's a long time before Leitrim Gales will be back in action in competitive games in the new year, but you've been involved with county sides all the way up to under 20. Will we be seeing you maybe in a, a county squad this year? Will that be part of your ambitions? Oh, look, I've, you know, I've been... Uh, blessed in a way like I've played as you said I've played the whole way up with underage and especially the last few years when you're getting competitive with minor and with the under 20s the last two years you know it's sort of been you're back over the winter and getting into it and obviously just finishing with Gales now look at I you know I'd love to go in with the seniors it's something I've dreamt of when I was growing up so if I was to get a call to go in with the seniors I'd be more than delighted and I'd be going straight for it so uh, yeah hopefully now I've you know, it'll be something that I'd love to work towards. Well, I hope Her- Terry Highland is listening to the show. Listen, Sean, h- hard luck yesterday, but congratulations on what has been a phenomenal season, really, for you and the club. Uh, the very best luck. And I think you and possibly a few more of your teammates might be getting that call from Terry Highland, at least to come in and have a look over the next couple of weeks. The very best luck with that. Well, hopefully now. And Brefney, just before we finish there, I'd like to say, Thanks very much for having me and uh, just best luck with the podcast. I've been listening over over the summer in particular with the football and I think it's um, it's very, for Leitrim GA, you're doing a great job uh, promoting all these games and just best luck in the future. Appreciate the kind of words, Sean. Thanks very much and hard luck again. Best luck over the winter, whatever it may hold for you. Cheers, Brefney. Thanks very much, Sean. 
There was a full round of fixtures in the under-15 championship, which sets up a fantastic series of finals for next weekend. And they are St. Mary's versus Melvin Gales in the Division 1 competition, while Division 2 sees St. Joseph's face off against Leitrim Gales. We'll have more information on those particular clashes on next week's preview show. There was also an inter-county game at underage level at under-16 in the Father Manning Cup. Leitrim were beaten by two points, 1-9 to 14 points for Roscommon in their second encounter in the Father Manning Cup. They faced a trip to Offaly this weekend for their final Father Manning Cup fixture in the group stage. In soccer, there was a pretty clean slate here at adult level with no games fixed for this weekend and that was down to the FAI Cup Finals which took place in the Aviva Stadium. Live on television we saw Mohul's Dervla Byrne play a massive part in the equalising goal for Piemont side to bring it back to 2 all. but a late strike from Kylie Murphy saw Wexford Utes lift the cup on the day. As I mentioned at the top of the show it's Dervla's third disappointment but I'm sure that league title in her back pocket may make up for it when she looks back on the season that was. In the men's game, for what was at times a very exciting fixture, Dundalk were beaten on penalties by Shamrock Rovers after two late goals, won a penalty for Dundalk and a strike from Michael Duffy in injury time to send it to extra time meant that the sides would play for spot kicks. Shamrock Rovers were to prove to be the stronger side from 12 yards and they won 4-2 on penalties after a one-all draw after extra time. In rugby locally in the All-Ireland League on Saturday, Leitrim Villagers Matthew Early made his competitive starting debut for the side in Division 2B of the league. They ran out on a 14-10 points victory against Dungannon after a hard-fought 80-minute battle in really tough conditions in Hamilton Park in Strand Hill. Their second side were beaten 20 points to 12 by Monave in Junior 1A in Connacht, while our main focus today in the rugby world will be on Junior 1C, where Carrick and Shannon hosted a Tum side who were undefeated and Carrick were hoping to put an end to that. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. A late sustained push from Carrick and Shannon just couldn't end in a score and the score finished 6 points to 8 in favour of the Galway visitors. After the game, I caught up with their manager, Sean McKeown, but first, their team captain, Keith Crossan. Keith, tough day at the office today. Absolutely, yeah. The team were a, a very good good opposition, uh, put up a good fight. But um, yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough game. We've had a couple of battles with them over the, the last two or three years, and uh, there's never been a, an easy day out with, with these guys. 8-6 in the end there. It seemed a bit... You, were, you had most of the possession towards the end of the game, had an opportunity to drop goal. Just You just couldn't quite seem to make that breakthrough and get over the line. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, look at Tume, or the defensively very good. Um, we've only managed to, didn't manage to get a try there in all games, so it was just two penalties on, on the scoreboard for ourselves. But yeah, look at they have a dogged defence, and uh, they displayed that at the end and uh, denied us the win. In terms of the time of day, 10.30 kick-off against Tume, it's a hell of an early morning for them. It is, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it was early enough for us to uh, to get up and be on the pitch, um, wide and awake at, at half ten. So the the team guys, to be fair, they had an extra hour of a, a travel than we do. So, look, yeah, they they came with a came with an appetite, they came for hunger for a win, 
and uh, they, they managed to cure it. But um, look, yeah, we, we turned up. I think we put in a, a very good, strong defensive display against them and brought the game to them. But look, the drop of a ball was, was all that was in it. In terms of the season, you obviously promoted last year. How are you finding that step up to, to the 1C division? I suppose the, the second the, this division that we move up to, um, the fitness levels need to be that bit higher. The, the tackles and the, the challenges and the collisions are an awful lot more heavier than they were in, in the below league. So um, yeah, no, I think we're I, I think it's it's the right league for us. We're, we're well able to bring up the challenge, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll it'll, it'll come together in the end. All that being said, I know it's tough to be looking at the wrong side of a two-point defeat today, but it is only a two-point defeat, haven't been promoted. So does that give you confidence going forward that you can compete at this level and maybe push on towards the top of the table? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, look, at Tumor are probably one of the, the best teams in the league, um, and we'd like to think that we're, we're up there in the mix with them. So, um, yeah, two points is, is, is it's only the drop of a ball, a kick of a penalty between winning and losing. And, um, yeah, on a different day, we, we, we would have taken the win. Keith, hard luck today, but best luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, Brackney. Sean McKeown, what are your thoughts on that? Um, look, at, um, it was hard to take at home. It's our first loss at home in two years, two seasons, so um, it's hard to take, but we didn't We didn't really, when we had uh, overlaps and we had enough ball, we didn't exploit it. So, look, at, it's very easy to point fingers and, and you know, the referee, I thought, had, was very poor. But, um, you know, look, at, it's a different level. June probably, there's never much between us, even last year, so... Look, I think the big thing was we didn't we didn't exploit the advantages we had when we had them, and that's you know that's we just have to work on that. Conditions this morning very foggy. Any effect on the game at all? No, uh, not none. If anything, perfect conditions for playing. Like there wasn't a breeze. So look at our set piece was very good. Our scrum was good. Our lineup was good. You know maybe a couple of slip balls, maybe a knock on one or two in the lineups. But apart from that, like our set piece was was perfect. Like we you know it, our mistakes probably came. Where we rushed things um, and didn't use our overlaps, um, the offline offside line wasn't policed at all, so like it was very hard to get go forward ball from our back back line when guys were three or four meters offside and every and every ball coming out of a rock. So. How have you found the step up in class this year from the the lower division up to the division one C? Well, it's clear there. J like J two, June were were there. There's about what was last year in J two, and they're now second in the league. So. You know, it's not a difference in class, it's more a difference in uh, in fitness. And if anything, J2 was probably better refereed. They actually had better referees because you had younger guys coming up that were being blooded. And now we have guys that shouldn't be refereeing in adult games from a safety perspective, in my view. So, look at, um, you know, today was, you know, I don't mean to be like it's very easy for a coach to blame a referee, but I, I don't do it lightly. But today was like, you know, I, I were, were horrified at it. You know, and I hope, because there was an assessor here, um, that, that that'll be pointed out and brought back to the Connacht branch. Well, the referee did probably didn't have the, his best game, I think it's fair to say, but at the same time, the referee didn't make that choice at the end not to go, try and push for, across the line. Any regrets over that, how that last play played out? Absolutely. Um, like, when I asked me 10 afterwards, he thought he had a penalty advantage, not a knock-on advantage. Uh, but, yeah, he, it was the wrong thing to do. Like, normally our play there is, is to, to use our advantage there, either even take the scrum, you know, where we, where we are strong, or carry the ball and create an overlap. And we didn't do that. We took a drop, attempt a drop goal. It had worked for Keith earlier on, you know, and he just kind of lost his head there, I'd say, to take that, and he shouldn't have. So, look, that's, there's, we take that fully on board. Like, that's not the referee's fault. Well, listen, Sean, hard luck today, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of happier days uh, through the rest of the season. Best luck. Thanks very much, Brevney. Cheers.
And now for something a little bit different. We haven't covered karate on the show up to now, but we have some fantastic news coming home to us from Italy. And I'm joined by Luke and Jennifer McNamee of the Green Dragon Club based in their Sligo Club and Leitrim Club, but they compete in Carrick and Shannon based in Aura. Luke and Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, Breffney. Obviously, mother and son. Luke, you're a competitor, and Jennifer, you're there as... I'm a parent and... Yeah, just a parent. <laughs> and you've obviously <laughs> been involved for a long, long time to get to this level. Well, where I you're... have. Yeah. I have, yeah. They've been involved in the club a long time. Jennifer, we might start with you for a second. Tell us a bit about the club and what it offers and, and how it takes in the, the youngsters from around the... And, and some of the old people. Uh, you're the range, I believe, from 10 years of age right up to the mid-40s. So it's really a wide range of ages involved with the club. Tell us a bit about the club and the team that's gone over there to Italy this week. Yeah. Well, the club is, it's based from Sligo and it's in, we have classes in Carrick and Shannon and there is like, it's a very, like it's mixed or it's mixed ages. So like anybody is welcome to join in from age five up to adults. They do karate and like they do karate points and kumite, which will be sparring. And then they do kata as well, which is like, it's like forms, basic karate forms. It's like you'd kind of see in the Bruce Lee movies before they come into contact. It's, it's exactly. that kind of thing. Exactly, yes, yeah. Let's talk about for a second about the last four days of competition that you've had in Carrera in Italy. What ha- exactly has been going on? You arrive here on Wednesday, you'll be brought to your hotel and then Thursday the competition starts. So you go in on Thursday morning and there's an opening ceremony and all other countries all march in with their flags. And then when competition starts, you have, like you'd be involved in a couple of competitions, but you have to get through rounds. So that would go on like from Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday would be the finals day where you'd be competing for the gold or silver. Yeah, so basically you work your way through the preliminary rounds to get to finals at the end of the week exactly. and it seems to have been a pretty good uh, crew you had with you in Italy this week because you've come home with no less than 28 gold medals and seven yeah. silvers and eight bronze that's some achievement yeah so proud of them all I mean they worked really hard to get here and they deserve everything they've gotten they're really great and you know even their sensei John Sweeney all the work he's put in with them it's just so good to see them being rewarded yeah. You know, it's been it's been great fun. I mean, I know it's a, it's a comp- competition as well, but it's like they're they're like a karate family. So it has been. There's been a lot of fun as well as the competition. And Luke, tell us a bit about your five gold medals today. What was your highlight of the week? Um, like <laughs> he's lost four. I think he's too exhausted. Fighting all the different countries and like I don't know, going up to the podium after. With your national anthem and making friends and yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. Before we let you go, can you tell us a bit about where people can actually find out more information about Green Dragon Karate Club? Yes, we have a Facebook page called WTKA Ireland. And you can also, like we have classes in Aura Leisure Centre on a Wednesday at half four until half five. And then Saturday morning from 10 a.m. till 11 a.m. 
And, you know, yeah, they can contact the Facebook page, message us anytime to find out more information. But everybody is welcome. It's like it's a great friendly club. And I'd just like even to say thank you so much, like to John Sweeney, who's put in all the hard work and effort with them. And Sensei Michael Sweeney, who traveled to Italy and coached them all and put in so much effort. And Philip Flynn as well, who this is his first year that he would have been um, refereeing. So like there's been so much work put in on the parents and everything. Like it's, it, it, it is an expensive sport when you have to travel. But I mean, I just can't thank them all enough. And they've made this trip so amazing. It makes it all worthwhile as well when you come home with all, yes, all those tr- medals. Th- thank you so much for joining me to Luke and Jennifer. Congratulations on a fantastic weekend to you and to the rest of the Green Dragon Club and safe travels home to Leitrim. Great. Thanks very much. Thank you. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you so much to all my guests and to you, of course, for listening once again to the show. I'll be back tomorrow with Faces and Places where we listen to what went on at the Boxy Festival. Talk to you then.